I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. This has been a significant period for the Congress. 23 senior leaders of the Congress, including the leader of the opposition in the Rajya Sabha, Gulam Nabi Azad, the deputy leader of the opposition in the Rajya Sabha, Anand Sharma, former ministers Kapil Sibbal, Shashi Tharoor, Manish Tiwari, former chief ministers like Bhupender Singh Huda, have written a letter to the Congress president, critiquing the functioning of the Congress in some ways and providing a roadmap for revival. This letter generated a big controversy. It was followed up with an official meeting of the Congress Working Committee where the CWC reaffirmed its faith in the leadership of Sonia and Rahul Gandhi. In this edition of Q&A, I'd like to look at the significance of this letter and its impact on the internal functioning of the Congress as well as on opposition politics in India. First up, what was in the letter? For weeks, Delhi's political circles have been abuzz with how a group of senior leaders have written something to Sonia Gandhi about the crisis in the party. Do remember, the Congress is confronting the most serious crisis it has ever faced in its political history in post-independent India. It lost in the 2014 elections. It lost in the 2019 elections. It is still not seen as a viable national alternative. It has lost state after state in provincial polls. In the letter, many of these senior leaders acknowledged that Narendra Modi continues to enjoy the support of India's young population. Remember, this is a young country. It acknowledged the erosion of support to the Congress party, an erosion in the support base of the Congress. It acknowledged the leadership of the Nehru Gandhi family, but interestingly said that they see the space of the Nehru Gandhi family as a part of the collective leadership of Congress. They asked for a full-time, active, visible, effective party president. They asked for elections at each level of the Congress from block president up to the Congress Working Committee. They asked for honest introspection about the losses that Congress has had to face. They asked for an alliance with like-minded parties. They asked for an institutionalized leadership council, in a way, which would guide the Congress president in the everyday functioning of the party. None of these are radical suggestions in themselves. Many observers outside have pointed to these deficits in the Congress party and the need for revival on these lines. What was significant, however, is that what was privately articulated by Congress leaders, finally found its way in an on-the-record letter signed by those who have, for a very long time, been the face of the Congress party at many forums. What was also significant 
is what was unsaid in the letter. By pointing to the need for a full-time, active, visible, effective president, were the letter writers suggesting that the Congress lacks one? By pointing to the need for honest introspection, were the Congress leaders suggesting that this honest introspection has not happened yet? It was in the interpretation of the letter that a big controversy broke out in the Congress. Next up, what was the response to this letter? While many people, both within the party, but predominantly outside the party, felt that irrespective of the personal motivations of many of these leaders or their own personal credibility, the content of the letter merited serious reflection. But the response from the Congress party leadership and the establishment was negative. They read the letter not as a plea for reform, but as an attack on the primacy of the Nehru Gandhi family. They read the letter as an expression of discontent which would weaken the Congress party. At the Congress Working Committee, we saw that there was a chorus orchestrated, many suggest, by associates and loyalists of Sonia and Rahul Gandhi, reaffirming the faith of the party in the leadership of the family. We also saw that the Congress Working Committee resolution formally said that the only the only two leaders who had taken on the BJP in this period on the questions of economy, COVID management, China were Sonia and Rahul Gandhi, and there should be nothing done to weaken the hands of these leaders. It reaffirmed that Sonia Gandhi would remain president of the party till an AICC session is held. While the resolution itself did not mention it, Party leaders informally told reporters that an AICC session will be held within the next six months. But this was no breakthrough because the CWC resolution in a way quelled what was seen by the party establishment as dissent. What does this mean for the Congress now? The debate in the Congress about the question of leadership is in the open after a long time. The party has always recognized that the Nehru Gandhi family ties the party together. There have always been concerns about how if there is a non-Nehru Gandhi family member as president, the party would get torn apart. How nobody would accept each other's leadership. How there would be the weakening of the party to benefit the BJP. But what we saw in this letter, despite the fact that it was couched in a framework which suggested reforms was an openness to a leader who may not belong to the family. We saw a section of the leadership recognize the gravity of the crisis. And this section for now has got silenced. The majority in the Congress party is firmly with the party establishment. But this view and the issues they have raised may not be so easily buried. More electoral losses, continued drift in at the top vis-a-vis -vis the leadership, continued defections from the party as we have seen, could once again stir up the debate. What does all of this mean for Indian democracy? The fact is that Indian democracy today is suffering because India lacks a strong opposition. India lacks a strong opposition because the Congress party has not been able to reconcile and readjust its ideological framework, its organizational framework, to realities, new sociological, economic, political realities of India. They have not been able to mount a challenge to Narendra Modi. 
they have not been able to match bjp's organizational muscle which goes down to the grassroots they have not been able to tie up with like minded parties across states and build up a national coalition they have not been able to tell a story a story that rivals modi's story and most importantly as india's elections get more presidential they have not been able to provide a leader who's seen as a viable alternative to narendra modi the letter has brought out many of these issues for now the congress establishment has won but if the crisis in congress continues expect more dissent more notes more letters which will suggest reform this brings us to the end of this edition of qna if you have questions for us if there are issues you would like us to engage with please do write to us at podcasts@hindustantimes.com for those of you who are on social media we are on social media too on facebook instagram twitter at hd smartcasts till next week stay safe thank you this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast i'm any apple and i'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series raising april it's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.